Okay, so three, two, one. All right, we're recording. Um, what's up, man? Everything's good. What's up with you? I haven't right, seen you for a week. Yeah, we're hanging up. We're hanging out again. We're this, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I think this. This part. We're gonna call this podcast the uh, "Love Is Up" podcast, or <laughs> in English, if we translate, it, it's gonna be like "You Good, Bro." I think. <laughs> I think that name is, I think, the, the name that's... You kind of uh, got attached to that name, huh? Yeah, yeah it's, it's attractive <laughs> to me. That name is, is kind of attractive to me. So it's I a think... good name. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely has some Armenian parts in it, which is interesting for you. <laughs> well, I think we have to keep the Armenian part, uh, you know, kind of uh, in the realm of our podcast because we're Armenian. So okay. uh, if we keep that, I think, you know, it gives it a little edge. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, there's like a lot of Armenians that might be interested into listening to to what we have to say if it's a if it has that name, basically. Well, let's hope a lot of Armenians are listening to this. Uh, hey guys, if anybody's listening in the future <laughs> or nobody, yeah, <laughs> love is up. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we're gonna go ahead and start. So basically, what we do. Uh, in this podcast, we don't have any specific genres that we talk about. Uh, I don't think we ever want to. We just talk about different things. Uh, we just sit out, sit down and have a cup of coffee and just talk about random things. Uh, me and Arik have been, you know, uh, doing this for, I think, about three weeks. Some of them recorded, some others not recorded. Uh, so I think... It's it's uh, it's going to be something that we stick to. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to start off with the Kyle Rittenhouse because you, you brought this up before we started recording. So, I mean, we're a little late on the take, but I think regardless, we should be doing it. Yeah, I brought it up, man. But like, OK, let me just preface this by saying I don't think I've read much about the story. I don't think what the guy has done. I don't know what he has done. I just uh, I just never researched anything or read anything about the story whatsoever. I just know that he is a young man that was uh, accused of some crime and eventually he was he was acquitted from the crime he i think yeah, they so found him to be not guilty or and that's 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 the that's the limit of my knowledge so let I me give you some he, yeah go ahead let me give you some background so that you can actually know uh what the story is about maybe you can eventually give us a take on it uh so that we can understand you know what your point of view is because i have my point of view as well even though i don't brag about it i've talked about it a couple of times with some different people, um, but this is the first time I'm talking about it and it's being recorded. So uh, Kyle is or was at the point of everything that went down. He was a 17-year-old you know, boy who basically had a weapon on the streets. Um, I think it was in Wisconsin. Was it in Wisconsin? I'm not even sure, actually, in which state it was. Uh, so it was back when... Um, you know, some stuff happened against uh, a, a black person in the neighborhood, and they eventually ended up uh, having riots, and a bunch of people just gathered up. You know, they decided to help the community, uh, you know, get armed, 
and just go down on the streets and defend the businesses in that local area. And what happened is there was an altercation with one person uh, that threw some shit on Kyle. And Kyle was just trying to defend himself because he ran at him and he shot him one time. and He killed that guy. And then what happened was, <laughs> excuse me, and then what happened was uh, he started running back to a, a different spot uh, on the scene. Uh, and by the sounds and looks of it, uh, you know, people figured out that he shot somebody. They ran at him. Uh, he shot two more people, killed another person and blew the, you know, blew the biceps of, of this third person who survived. Uh, so the, the, the main two sides that are available in this entire story are, is one that he's guilty. He murdered two people and he injured another one with a firearm. And uh, the, the second side or the second extreme is that um, he was just trying to do self-defense. Uh, if he wouldn't have, they would have shot him, shot him. They would have killed him. And that's basically, you know, the very basic background story of this entire you know, topic. Okay. It's, I mean, it sounds like you can have this story from, you can, you can see the story from multiple perspectives. Um, I definitely, by the sound of the story, it sounds like this guy, Kyle, he went into this, he went into this situation with a scenario in his head. Now, however, the events or whatever the events turned out to be if you go into an event with a predetermined mind of okay if this something so where did he get the the weapon did he have the weapon on him or did he get it from someplace no he had it on him he was one of those people in the crowd or in that group that were trying to defend the businesses i forgot what the name of the area was i think it was in wisconsin so they they basically uh, planned this process of just going down on the streets and you know bearing arms and trying to defend the businesses um, in that area so that the people who are rioting do not loot the businesses that are in the area because it, it, honestly it was happening so I'm I'm against that fact that people were actually looting the businesses that were in the area during the riots which is obviously not not the right thing to do uh, so they were bearing arms, defending those businesses, and he had a weapon on him this entire time. When the yeah, riots I don't were going think down. I don't think that you can call it a weapon. Sorry to interrupt you. It was it was an AR-15 style rifle. That's was. a war machine. <laughs> a <laughs> it, weapon it is a gun. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, a weapon it's... is a weapon. Yeah, a weapon I, I know. Be, I know. But... <laughs> a weapon could be a crowbar, and you can just hit somebody in the head with a crowbar and just. You know, you can kill them. Dude, okay, a uh, kitchen knife could be no, a weapon. I know, but like... I know what you're trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. I understand completely. Uh, my take on it, just to, you know, just to wrap up my side of this entire conversation, you know, I think to a certain extent he was defending himself. You know, after seeing everything and after hearing a lot of takes and after hearing a lot of comments from, from different people, um, I think to a certain extent he was defending himself. We would never know what would have happened if, for example, he did not shoot that first person, that first person ended up, you know, beating the shit out of him, taking his gun and shooting him, he might have died. Um, so that's why I do believe there's some, um, you know, explanation of him defending himself. 
in that situation. But overall, killing two people and shooting another one and, and really injuring that person, I think that's that's something that, that should not go unnoticed, basically. I mean, sure. I mean, you said it perfectly well. We don't know what exactly happened at that situation because it's basically his, he says, she says, stuff like that. But, okay, let's think about it this way. There's somebody... This this raises a bigger question, I think. Like, it's... Yes, there are people who are going to protect their places with firearms. That's part of the Constitution. And it's a very good Constitution. And it's a very good set of rules that it has worked ever since. But this kid, he was just a 17-year-old kid. You don't know what he's thinking. You don't know. I mean, he's at 17. You, you don't have your mind formed yet. You don't know exactly what's happening. You're basically in tribal mentality, perhaps. Or perhaps, or perhaps you have already made up your mind, but uh, at yeah, I think I have to. I, it could be, it could be an instance of, of self-defense because yeah, it could, it could be, you know, it it could go either way. And so I, I just looked it up. It happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, but that's not the point. the 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 point for me is initially when I saw. You know everything popping up and a lot of people talking about it i my first instinct was all right this guy's a criminal lock him up uh, but then when i started hearing different things i was like all right we we could not judge what would have happened you know if it went the other way around so if if any one of those crowd people got their hands on the gun it could have gone the other way around and kyle might have been the the person on the on the other end, you know, receiving that bullet and dying. So, you know, I'm. I, it's just I'm torn up on it. It's it's an old topic you're, already. You're basically, describing self defense, it's like who gets to the gun first. Well, that's yeah, basically what you're saying. Yeah. Technically, that's it. But it's it's super weird because uh, once I got into this this topic and I wanted to do some research on it, and you know, I was watching bits and pieces of the of. Um, what do you call it? Uh, the courtroom and uh, everything that was, that was going on in there. There's really a shit ton of laws in the states that are so different from one state to the other. And apparently, just just a just a quick sidebar on this topic, and we, we can actually you know put a cap on it. Um, apparently, in Wisconsin you have the right to bear firearms uh, even if you're below the legal age uh, but you can you can bear firearms uh, in a specific uh, that have a specific um, length so that was part of the arguments in the in the courthouse and it was so interesting because uh, overall in the states not only you know coming out of this trial Overall, in the states, you have different rules and regulations regarding the same thing in different states. So you have the right to, to bear firearms, but it's open carry or concealed carry or whatever. So different states have different approaches. And it was something that they really did well, I think, um, just pinpointing on those details and, you know, making the case uh, really difficult for, for the prosecutors to actually 
try to defend against it. Uh, so I think overall it was it, it could have gone both ways, but I understand uh, the part of the defense where they were saying, all right, it was self-defense. There was no other way around it. But I also do believe that a person like this, no matter, you know, what the situation is, this thing can't go um, not only unnoticed, but it has to be dealt with to a certain extent. Something should happen or I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't go into so much detail because I don't know the laws and the regulations and, you know, what can and can't be done uh, in, in situations like this. But that's my personal take on it. Yeah, I mean, look, it, this is this has been going on for some time. And yeah, everybody's free to do whatever they want. And that's the beauty of it. But like you have to understand it was that I think I think what happened was is that the tensions were really high at that time and everybody was trying everybody was everybody was everybody wanted to make their point just uh, the, the their point choose your words exactly yes yes you need any help you just <laughs> want to say that they wanted to they wanted their their you know their case they words to be heard, heard by everybody yeah. and yeah. but you have to understand that there are a lot of people on the playing field and everybody wants to be the center of attention and everybody wants their ideas to come across uh it's I mean, just it's just it's not only not about that excuse me it's not only about that if you're if you're paying a lawyer or an attorney um a low ton of money you know they're gonna fight till the last drop of blood so they can get the case across and they can defend you or basically if it's the prosecutor they they get to a point where they charge you so okay. that's how it is yeah and it's it's their job to do all that um and i mean look 12 people got together they made a decision um i guess it has to be unanimous right I think so. I think so. And did yeah. you know that I didn't even know this? And mm -hmm. I learned about all this uh, from my wife and their family and her mm -hmm. family. Sorry. Apparently, the jury is mm -hmm. always people from the public. Yeah. I didn't know this. Am oh. I stupid not, about not knowing this? Look, you have to know it at a certain point, and you know it now. But uh, I think what happens is you get you get you get a you get a mail, and you call for jury duty, and you jury duty. You that's go. a fun word. <laughs> uh, jury duty. Jury duty. You go there, and yeah, you basically spend a couple of weeks or months in. Uh, yeah, how long the case goes? Yeah, I think I think with uh, with with uh, who who's who's the who's the athlete uh, who's the black athlete uh, who OJ Simpson? OJ Simpson yeah, yeah. with OJ Simpson because his his uh, trial went on for months and months and months and months people in the jury were like we have to go we have yeah we have, to do. we have a <laughs> life I haven't seen my daughter in some time come on man uh, yeah, it can go, it can go a long way yeah they got tangled up in it but um, yeah uh, 12 people got together two lawyers made their case mm, they decided but were the jury was the jury from a specific area or was it uh... yeah i don't actually know i didn't i didn't go into those many details i mean i only i only watched the clips that were highlighted as being you know the more important parts of the um 
of the trial and the clips that or the the portions of the trial that had the most attention those are the portions that i watched and i followed okay which is, which is basically what i do because i i was interested to a certain extent to it but not not to an extent to all right drop everything and just you know follow this uh you know 100 percent of this case ah look i i i get it i understand i guess i understand what happened i I don't know how to comment on the situation. I don't have a perspective, to be honest, if that's what you... Because that's no, what you asked you. at the start. I, um, I just don't know much about it. I mean, the way you the way you just explained it to me, it sounds like it, it definitely could be viewed as a self-defense case. But it's, it's like you and other people... Sometimes this is what I think with, with media is. It's that... It's like media is like Netflix. Like, yeah the media is out there it's just that me and the person next to me are watching completely different things and it it boggles both of our minds that how can you not see this happening and i think a majority of the people follow believe have those beliefs because they're kind of um uh cherry picking the the, the articles or the stuff they want to hear um but not i don't some people maybe but not everybody but wait did you watch the mm, jocko willink episode with joe rogan mm, no why okay you you referenced i think it was joe you referenced him so well actually that you said that two people are watching the same thing but they're interpreting it the and, and joe always related. talks about that always always oh, like okay. like people people watch fox news and cnn yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th that's yeah. just his thing. That's just his thing. Uh, he always, always, always mentioned that he has a couple of, he has a couple of topics that you could almost bet a million dollar that this is going to be in this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like lately, I've just been seeing him talking about DMT trips a lot. Okay, we get that. He's been having weirder and weirder guests. Uh, he'll he'll talk about apes a lot. He'll talk about CNN and Fox News a lot. Uh, people having different. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was. Maybe I got influenced by him a little bit. Yeah, know. maybe, maybe, uh, perhaps. All right. So uh, enough of the. Uh, yeah, enough of the car written house yet. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think you, you, you gave it a lot of thought because, well, it's, it's a big case in, it's a big case in the U.S. right now. But uh, how do you think people are going to, how do you think people are going to uh, move past this? Do you think the uh, next big thing is going to happen and they'll forget honestly, about this or what? Honestly, my thoughts when it comes to anything that is uh, related to to situations like this, mm -hmm. people forget you know things are forgotten about not mm -hmm. everything stays forever mm, i'll forget about it probably the millions of people who, who are against it will forget about it um it's just a part of life you know things happen you talk about it and then you just you just forget about it the next big thing comes as you said you talk about that for yeah. some time and, and it's a cycle it's a vicious cycle but you know yeah, i i've forgotten about it honestly yeah. as soon as you brought his name up before we started recording that's when i remembered i Why did i, I, I bring his name up why did I don't I know mean... because things maybe come. Things are maybe getting to Armenia later than they're yeah, happening. Probably, here. man. Probably. <laughs> you know, on the topic of what you just said, I just, I just. Uh, have you seen uh, an SNL stand-up by Louis C.K. regarding Palestinian and Israeli fights? No, I have not. Oh Jesus! What you described was the premise of his 
three minute first first three minute monologue and believe me he fucking murdered that room he just went on like he he, he came from the 1970s and at that time the palestinians and lebanese were fighting and until to this day they're fighting and he just mentions the point that people have forgotten the fight because it's old like it's been happening for 30 years they're just assholes let them fight yeah. <laughs> after yeah, a certain exactly. point you're like go fucking kill each other nobody gives a shit exactly uh, things are forgotten most definitely and uh, it's just better that way if you keep it in your thoughts and your emotions it's just it just wears you out so just, let's talk about it have fun with it forget it drop it move on to the next topic do you think that the people who started the who started this war in the middle east like oh, i don't know maybe the, the israeli leaders and the palestinian le- leaders they knew that no support is going to come to them in the future because people are going to be so driven by their impulses that they're going to be like yeah okay this was, has been going on for like 30 years let's let's pretend it's not here do you think this idea ever went through any of the leaders heads because i don't right know I'm, think, I'm thinking about it it's fucking amazing it's like like have you ever helped africa no africa has been starving ever since i was a little kid <laughs> or yeah but after a certain point it just gets kind of repetitive and I think but, people are so driven by their impulses that they just go to the new topic. My personal, for, for those specific topics <clears throat> that you brought up, I think I have one certain um, ideology, which is all these things that are happening. All right, you do have that you know approach where you forget about things that are happening and you just move on to the next topic. But also, these are basically... Uh, for me, you know, big superpowers in the world just uh, set these trends like, uh, you know, the hardships in Africa where I I bet they could help. uh, And I bet that some organizations are actually helping, but they just keep it the way it is because that's just how the cycle of life should happen. You know, some wars happen. They stay for a very long time because that's how it's supposed to be. There's business behind it. There's some kind of um, you know, advantage for that for those countries, for those superpowers, and that's why they keep that war going because it plays in their favor. But that that's something you know uh, on a separate spectrum. But what you're saying that it's it just becomes you know second nature to people, and they just oh okay, this war has been going on for thirty years, whatever it's been going on, and let's just talk about something else. Uh, I do believe that happens, yeah. Dude, come on! Of course, it happens when media when media start when when the the, the news channels stop being a news channel and they turned into just uh, entertaining media. It was yeah, the ball was already dropped. Like you knew it Weird. was going. I was just watching an episode of what uh, of Joe Rogan with Joey Diaz. It's a, it's an old one. <laughs> and... I was watching I was watching an episode of that today. Saturdays are for Joey Diaz, but continue. <laughs> so he was he was like. I mean, these news media channels nowadays, they don't have anything else to do. They talk about the most stupid shit or something like that. I'm not phrasing him, you know, 100%, but they talk about the, the, the lamest shit. I don't shit. think you can. <laughs> yeah, you can't, basically. They're talking about the lamest shit. I mean, don't you have anything better to, you know, to talk about? Like, there must, there should be a seal somewhere that's stuck in the ocean that you can go and just, you know, basically just... <laughs> 
Just talk about the seal. Why are you talking about, you know, this political person said that, this and that political person said that. So it, it was an interesting take. And Joey Diaz is the fun uncle that every kid should have. I mean, he's yeah. crazy. Don't get me wrong. The the guy is crazy, but but it's just he, he he's attractive. He's he attractive. And I understand why women were attracted to him. I was just saying this yesterday. I'm just waiting for him to start going back on tour wherever he is. I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll come to Florida at some point in one of his tours. Uh, whatever parts of Florida he's going to be in, I am most definitely going and watching his show. I think he's taking a break for some time. I think he is. I think he is for the time being. Yeah, but I mean, if he comes to Florida and you don't go, just just take a four-hour car ride and go see him. Just go at the end of the show and be like, Uncle Joey, can I shake your fucking hand, man? I think he'll be okay with it. It's I just, think he'll be so happy. Yeah. yeah so happy. He'll go, I'm from Syria, man. We, we follow you there. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He's amazing, man. He's that, just that, guy, that guy is... He's, he, like... He's a national treasure. He's just so fucking good with the flow, with the vibe. He just talks, talks, talks. And you just want to sit next to him and just hear stories. Yeah. Yeah. Just hear, just hear him talk. Just hear him. Just hear his, his brain, how his brain works, how he connects ideas together. <laughs> <laughs> He's just something else, man. He's just something else. Speaking of cars and car rides, so mm. we're trying to buy a car. Okay. And. You know, it's the first time I ever shop for cars. Okay. Ooh, it's so fucking stressful, honestly. Mm -hmm. You think mm -hmm. you found you found a car? You go okay. check it out, and it's like not what you were actually looking for when you were you were checking it online. Okay. And what the the pictures are a bit crooked or? Uh, no, it's the, not about it's not the about description the description is. It's not only about the pictures. I mean. Uh, I don't know if you have that in Armenia. I think people are already starting to use it. If you're buying a car, you check the Carfax of the car. And what that is, is basically you check all the history of the car, all the services it has been through, any accidents, if they're reported or not, whatnot. But that's not 100% legit because people might go through accidents and they might not report it in some suspicious way or whatever. Uh, so, you know, there was this one car that we went and checked on Tuesday and he was like, all right. No accidents reported. It's a pretty clean car. We checked it from the outside. We did some, you know, very simple and basic tests. And then yesterday we went back and I wanted my brother-in-law to drive it because he, he had owned a Mazda before and just to, just to have an extra look on it. And he was like, you know, just don't, don't fucking buy this car. It has paint jobs everywhere. Um, it rides okay, but it feels like it's lacking power. The the rear mu mirror was broken, it was loose, and okay, the screen there was weird. there's a screen that was cracked, and there was a you know service light on the dash. It's just we were we were ready to buy that car yesterday, no, and we just walked in. It was like a, you know what? You, yeah. I think you guys should pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like uh, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, the excitement of buying a new car is really good. Um, it's a fucking amazing feeling, but, uh, it's just, the, you have to, a lot of people do a lot of sleazy shit to cars and they, they, they try to sell them. 
Yeah, they do. And honestly, there's something else that I thought about yesterday. I mean, even though it's 100% the right thing to do the, to give your honest opinion about the car, because you're spending a lot of money buying a car. So you're better off just, you know, eliminating the bad ones and then finding the good one at some point. Um, but um, there's a lot of people who fall in and don't see these details, who fall into the to these traps and those don't see these details because of the car dealer is telling you that all right there's no accidents but you see the paint job on the car there's there's been some stuff on this car and um but these cars eventually end up being sold because not not a lot of people look into those details the car looks nice okay it has a a thing or two that we're going to spend a few hundred dollars on let's just fucking buy it why look at the details and the paint jobs and blah 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 and yada 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 but it's 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 nerve-wracking honestly because you know, you, the, the process is exciting as you mentioned, but it's also, you know, stressful at the same time because you're trying to find a good car for good value. Um, and the market is shit right now. There's not a lot of cars out there. Um, why is that? Like everybody's buying cars, everybody's just spending money that they, that they have, I guess. I heard a lot of shit and to define and give the market a shit statement a a little bit more context there's two things there is few new cars in the market very few and the cars that are used or certified pre-owned they're very expensive and now the um the explanation that i heard that was the most um what do you call it uh It made the most sense to me, that explanation, was that when COVID hit, uh, people started selling their newer cars because they couldn't afford the financing payments that they had to do every month. And they went on and bought an older car. And uh, those new cars were, were thrown in the market and nobody wants to buy them because they're expensive. And new cars were, were and that, that made the, the old car prices rise because of that case. And then the, the new cars that are being built, uh, there were some logistical issues. Uh, apparently, there's a lot here in Florida that has like 1,500 cars. I think they're like GMC or some, some American car. Okay. And they're waiting for their chips to come from China. And they're not. So it's, it's crazy. So it's not the best time to buy a car, but we need one. So we're going to have to you know, deal with it. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, take up, take up, take up your, th- I mean, it, 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 if it's not necessary to have a car immediately right now, yeah, just take up your time because uh, it takes a bit of time. And I've seen people do a lot of fucking weird shit just to get their cars uh, sold like they if if they fuck up if they fuck up keeping up with the car maybe they uh, don't change the oil from time to time and then they put a new or put a new gallon of or gallon or two or two or how many gallons the engine needs uh, they put just new oil in the car and give just try to sell it um, they don't drive it that much they let it sit they hit the car they try to paint it and they don't report it to uh, to Carfax. Uh, it's just a kind of a sleazy market because people are going to make money off of the, out of that, and of course, it's it's just uh, it's just it's just yeah. I mean, there there are good people that 
uh, are trying to sell and uh, selling good cars. It's just the amount of people who are trying to make the most amount of money out of other people is just a bit too bit damn much. Yeah, yeah. I want to take back the, the thing that I said that there's not a lot of cars. I mean, there are. There's not a lot of new cars out there, but there's a, there's a lot of used cars. But to find the one that's perfect for you, uh, it's just, it's just, it just takes a lot of time. Basically, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Why aren't you look? Why aren't you guys looking for Subarus? If it's just Mazda. A, the thing is, we have a budget, oh. and oh, Subarus are like in high demand. I I don't know about Subarus. I love Subarus, honestly. Uh, and new Outback. It's 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 fucking oh my gorgeous. God. It's and it's it's also a very re- reliable car. I think. I think it's, it's it's an extremely reliable yeah, yeah. It's one of the most reliable cars out there. You 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 can take that car everywhere and do everything in it, and you can lease it for I don't know, like a few hundred bucks a month. But I think yeah, I think it's expensive though. Uh, from what I remember, mm-hmm. uh, so initially when I got when I got to the stage, you know. Because it was going to be my first car, I had my dream and I had, you know, all the thoughts that I had. Uh, I'm going to buy a new car. And you remember I was telling you I want to, I want to go for a Mazda 6 because it's, it's, it's pretty, it's durable, it's reliable. And it's, it's a, it's in, it's, it was going to be in my budget. But then, you know, everything happened. The car broke down. We need a car quickly. And now we're trying to find a car that's, you know, not, not a Mazda 6. It's, we're looking at Mazda trees because they're a little bit more cheap uh but to go to go back to subarus when i got here i was thinking about the mazda tree and then i started uh, the mazda 6 sorry and then i started seeing these outbacks man they're gorgeous and they're reliable fucking cars and i i checked like the new ones and you look in the interior and you look at how it looks from the outside it's a beautiful car so if anything if I get to a point where I want to, I want to buy a car to myself or another car for myself or to myself, I'll, I'll just go for the Outback. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a sexy it's, car. Yeah, it's it's a good looking car, and there's Subarus. Those things will go forever, forever, yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah. Their suspension is good. The engine is almost rock solid. Uh, the only thing that beats it, I think, I think beats the the Subarus. It's it has to be a Toyota pickup truck. Like you have to you have to understand that in places where there are desert, people use those until they fucking die because it just doesn't. It just doesn't. And I think I think Subaru got some sort of to that level but with the new technologies and everything it's a bit weird but yeah those things are amazing and they they actually look nice they actually look nice and it's yeah, distinguishable like yeah. specifically with a good color like a yellow color or a red color uh, outback they fucking rock or you can go extreme go green on that motherfucker <laughs> oh shit that green <laughs> no i have to disagree with you on that one well, just just take your time. Just take your time. Look at look at a lot of cars because uh, and but like if it's if it's necessary, if it's uh, if it's new, I don't know how you can do that. I think it's I think it's a little bit necessary. Mm. Uh, you know, starting January, we're gonna need that car. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we're gonna try to figure it out, and we want to do a good purchase because it, it's an expensive thing to buy. So 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next big, the next, yeah, it's 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 kind of the biggest things to buy at a certain. Yeah, so you, you want to do you want to do you want to do a good purchase so it doesn't haunt you uh, afterwards, and you know you're you're happy with your purchase basically. But are you looking at these cars from like um, from um, car shops? What what do you call it? Like car there's, shops? There's dealers, dealers, or like uh, from individual sellers. So there's a there's a there's a website here. Mm -hmm. There's multiple websites, but there's one that we use the most. It's called Cargurus. Ah, uh, okay. Cargurus. Okay. What you do on Cargurus? Say that again. Cargurus. Cargurus. Okay, Car brother. Love is up there. <laughs> <laughs> so we use we use Cargurus. Cargurus basically just filters everything out, and it has you know dealer based um sales and individual base sales if i if i if i'm not mistaken and it's a really good website you just filter a shit ton of things like you know the radius of the purchase that you want to have if it's like 25 miles away 50 miles etc etc what what the make of the car is what the brand is so you basically just put in some filters it gives you a shit ton of you know results and you just pick and choose you call them and salespeople are on your ass. If you call them and they have your number, you're fucked. They, they'll text you. They'll call you. Uh, you know, voicemail. Freaking, they'll, they'll, they'll butcher you with the amount of time they spend trying to contact you because they want to sell you the car, obviously. So we try to keep away from that. Only if we're just really focusing on this might be a car that we might buy. That's when we call them and we tell them like, all right, we're interested in this vehicle, so we want to come by, you know, have a look at it, you know, check it out, and and, and then we'll figure it out. But yeah, it's it's a daunting process. Uh, but you know, I'm still optimistic about it. I I kind of was prepared that it was going to take a lot of time, so we're just going to take it step by step, basically. Man, I I've reached a point that I don't answer, I don't answer phone calls that are from unregistered numbers in my phone uh it's just it's just it's just calmer it's just nicer uh even if it, even if it's somebody calling you to congratulate you or asking about something like you can text i have instagram i have facebook i have this i just don't understand i just don't answer numbers that are not registered and i get that if you give your number to them maybe maybe they put it in like a log or something and they share it with other de dealers as well maybe they do maybe they do but at all that these point you're fucked <laughs> yeah but all these might be conspiracies um uh, hmm. i don't know i mean but they I mean, put once 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 you put your phone number on an online website or something uh, oh my that god is, that's a bit suspicious you're done oh my god never do that ever <laughs> you're fucking done <laughs> they sell your data and now a lot of people have them and they will call you day and fucking night oh yeah oh yeah selling data is uh is big so if if you have your information registered somewhere and that company has you know, an affiliate with another company, your data is, is going to that other company and you're going to have them. Uh, yeah. Imagine, it's, imagine, it's... The, imagine this company has a big pool of everyone's data on the planet and you can just go and cherry pick. Like you can say, I want a um, hundred thousand phone numbers of, let's say, males from the ages of 19 to 24. 
uh, who are, let's say, for example, Googling uh, what to do with life uh, on uh, on their, the, they have that on their search history. Imagine if you provided that information to a government and the government started targeting those individuals to join the army. So now I believe in that point. That's not a conspiracy for me because our data is so scattered out there in different platforms. I'm pretty sure the government has, you know, a connection or two with like Facebook or I don't know what. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. So they're basically, you know, giving away the data. They're basically doing their research, figuring things out and targeting people the way they want to, uh, the way they fit to their, what do you call it? To their basically criteria. Uh, do you remember back in the day who who was who was that who was that uh, performer uh, that was married to Russell Brand, um, Katy Perry? Katy Perry. I think it yeah. was. I think, yeah. I think it was. Uh, Katy Perry had a song back. Oh wait a minute, she's together with uh, this Orlando Bloom. Is she now? I mean, I don't know. I think I think she's luckier than Orlando Bloom if she got her. Okay. Wow. <laughs> She has crazy eyes, which is very, very interesting, to be honest. But yeah, she has crazy eyes. Um, okay, so, uh, so back in the day, she had this song. I, I, I remember talking about this conspiracy theory back in high school or university time. I don't remember. Um, she had a song where it was she was going through a breakup or some sort of a bad thing. And then she ends up joining the military. And I firmly believe that this she was an agent of the CIA or FBI or whatever, whatever <laughs> governmental NSA whatever, yeah. uh, governmental agency there there are. And she was spreading propaganda that if you don't have anything going on with your life, come join the army. It will give your life a meaning. And like to this day, I, I'm kind of convinced about that. <laughs> I think these are messages that you know better put out there willingly and they, they plan for these messages to be out there i mean listen it's it's a it's a superpower and they do plan for these stuff because they have a they have a very big pool of intelligent people just giving ideas and uh, brainstorming things that they can do so uh, there are some kind of messages in music videos and movies and stuff like that that people are feeding of without them even knowing uh, I do believe in that as well to a certain extent, but I don't remember that Katy Perry example that you gave. Do you remember the name of the song? Uh, this is the part of me. Wait a minute, Katy Perry. Uh, this is the part of me that you'll never ever. Ah, uh-huh, part of me officially. Yo, I don't want you to sing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it starts out with days like this. I want to drive away, pack my bags, and watch your shadow fade. You chewed me up and spit me out like I was poison in your mouth. You took my Jeez. life, you drained me down. But that was then and this is now. Now look at me. Yeah, this is the part of me that you're never going to ever take away from me. And she goes oh, to the army. Really? Shit. I remember. I remember now. Uh-huh, now uh-huh, I remember. Uh-huh. Now, here is the second thing. So I actually believe that someday in the future, robots are going to be really uh, robots are going to be equal to people yeah we talked about this i think yeah so all these all this data that is online how is it going to affect them like are they gonna are they gonna know the process of data selection data sort 
testing, data feeding into the specific algorithm to specific people. Are they going to know all of that shit or uh, are, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they develop? I don't know. Uh, I, I get, I understand what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. I'm that kind of person that's always against the idea of robots taking over humans. Um, <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but I think, I think it's gonna, it's gonna inevitably happen at some point. You're kind of but a I cyborg. Guess, I'm not a cyborg. Come I'm on, not even you... close to being a cyborg. No, I'm not, I'm not talking physiologically, but like you depend on technology to do everything. You kind oh. of, you kind of, you are at the forefront of being I'm a, connected. I'm a fucking slave. I'm a fucking slave, just like anybody else out there. Where we are so dependent on, you know, okay. the, these these technological devices mm -hmm. and these small pieces of equipment, smaller, big, whatever. That we're fucking. I I believe we're fucking slaves, and we have given up on our lives. Uh, to these devices and we are feeding everybody who is hosting these you know applications or devices or whatever an immense amount of information that we don't even worry about our privacy anymore and we we check on check boxes and applications and devices that oh, all right keep me private and whatnot oh that is bullshit Everybody has access to everything. They can see, hear, read, watch. They can see it all. They have access to everything. I believe in that. Uh, and that's why I call myself a slave and a captive. A slave. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. We all uh, are, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but how you describe it, it's like you're not using the phone. The phone is using you. Like, like sure, I understand that a lot of people no, have my information, phone. but... I, I've tried going away from the phone for some time, and yeah, it's a bit difficult. You feel the major thing, the major thing you have to overcome when you leave your phone is you feel kind of disconnected. And that's that. why. Why do you feel disconnected? You know, explain to me, really. Oh, because uh, look at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, whatever. Um, it's, it's like you're. It's like you have you you follow people there. You have added people there, and uh, whenever they upload something, they kind of make you part of their social group. So, even though you're not hanging out with them, you're seeing a glimpse into their life, um, and you're kind of sharing that moment with them. Not kind of, you are sharing because it's a moment of your life that you're dedicating to 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 see somebody else's information somebody else's achievement somebody else's post or anything you're basically including them in your life now the thing is once you let's say delete all those applications put your phone away you immediately become you have to you have to actually call up people to talk with them you have to actually go and meet them to actually have stories and tell each other those and at the start it's a bit it's a bit um it's a bit maybe it's not scary, but you got you get used to tapping, uh, clicking your uh, tapping your finger on on Instagram and opening up immediately or WhatsApp. But after a certain point, it gets easier, and you tend to enjoy conversations much much more. Like I was at a place the other day. Uh, I was at a place. I was at a pub yesterday. Um, I was with a friend. We were sitting down talking. None of us actually picked up our phones and. 
even though we had moments of lull, like no talking whatsoever, we you don't immediately go to the phone. Meanwhile, there was a table behind us with four men sitting sitting in front of each other, and they couldn't move their hands and faces away from their phone. Fucking the ridiculous. entirety of time there. The entirety of time. Which, like, after a certain point, like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, you, you came out of your house, you came to a pub, you sat down. Sorry, I think I burped a little bit. Uh, you came down here, you How ordered a you? beer. <sighs> yeah, you ordered a beer, go ahead. Yeah, you ordered a beer, you sat down, and then you opened up your phone, like, just stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> I don't need no. to explain any further. Just stop. So just this is my take. We can never go back. So some people give the argument that, all right, 10 fucking or 100 fucking years ago, we didn't have phones. We didn't have, uh, you know, a smooth way to communicate with each other. But everybody survived and they lived and it wasn't it wasn't so different. It wasn't so different. I mean, everybody had their life. I mean, of course, it was it was obviously fucking different. I can't say it wasn't so different, but everybody lived their lives. They didn't have, you know, the urge of uh, socializing to the extent to which we are socializing nowadays. They did socialize. They did have neighbors. They did have people that they went um, and visited and whatnot. Um, but they did. They still were able to manage their lives in the best of their capabilities. And they, st they survived. They lived. So I believe, I do believe, firmly believe that we cannot go back to that state. We can never go back to that state. We can never say, all right, let's just drop everything, go back 100 years and, you know, experience that kind of life. And no, no. I don't think we I don't think we want to to a certain extent. That's fine. But just imagine if for a week, the entire okay. world detoxes from social media from the internet and from technology what happens Whoa. okay okay not even a week a day okay a day you mean the internet is down or the social media platforms are down everything is down you have access to nothing yeah the whole fucking world will collapse man and don't think about it on a social platform no people okay this this scenario came into my mind okay so the internet is down. Nobody has any communications with other people. Um, let's say Russia will think that the U.S. attacked their headquarters in Moscow. That's why they can't communicate with them. And they will launch a nuclear fucking missile on a city in the U.S. What if it's planned for? Like, what if everybody, you know, everybody in the world... Somebody has to benefit from mm -hmm. it. Nobody plans for something that isn't beneficial for <laughs> them. Somebody mm -hmm. needs to benefit from them because... Uh, it's beneficial for everybody who's doing it. You're detoxing. Yeah, but from... you can choose to do it. Like you, 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 you're a free person. You can choose to detox, but you don't. And the world doesn't choose the detox. Why? It's because it's because people. Mm -hmm, maybe people are afraid of being alone. Uh, maybe that's why they go on see, social why, media. See, why do you have that fear? Why do people have that fear nowadays? Because they haven't experienced being alone. Or maybe maybe they're afraid of being alone. I don't know, because they have to. Because people are adrenaline junkies, in my opinion, they always want the next best thing to happen. And until you realize that uh, adrenaline, if you're chasing adrenaline, you're gonna end up in some bad situations. I mean, they would be fun, 
but eventually it's gonna the fun is gonna run out because you're gonna just one up the adrenaline. One day uh. it's gonna be one day it's gonna be going to rave alone. The next day, after a couple of months, it's going to be, hey, let's try to drift this car into oncoming traffic. And that's not a very good that's that's uh, a little extreme. It, it's, it. it's it's a little extreme high to chase, but yeah, people are kind of adrenaline junkies and we want to not be alone. That's so why they... that's why people that's why applications majorly their major fucking thing that they're selling is uh they're trying to buy our attention. If an so, application can buy your attention, it's already won. So think about the Amish people for for a minute. You know the Amish people, right? Okay, yeah. So they live in on earth mm -hmm. and within communities and people that uh, are using you know all the advancements in technology around them but they're not tempted you know some amish people as i've heard they do use cell phones they do have electricity they do have generators for their houses but others are you know to extreme extents they they don't have electricity they use candles for light uh, and they're not using any technological advancements and they're just living their lives. I mean, they're choosing to be free without those, you know, devices and without those advancements and whatnot. So, um, yeah, but I, I yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Finish your thought because I have, something I don't think to say. I, I'm not, I'm not rooting towards, let's go back to 100 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and stop using everything because I think it's it's beneficial i think it's more dangerous than it is beneficial honestly just because of how people are directing us to use it uh but it's just it's just moving too fast i mean we're not we're not being able to embrace um everything fully because or grasp everything fully because it's everything is moving so damn fast and uh, i don't know Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to come back to the Amish thing that you just said, but regarding the moving fast thingy, there was uh, there was this one guy, I think Weinstein. Uh, he said Wait, that... Who was Weinstein? Eric Weinstein. He was, he's this, uh, he was, he's this smart guy uh, who has a podcast or he's, oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. scientist he or... Yeah, he has this one clip that he says our technology uh, has gone so fucking far but our wisdom has not been keeping up with the pace so we are now we're now gods but we're lacking wisdom in it so we don't know how to use it uh that's basically it's a it's it's a scary thought if you sat down and thought about it for a minute because basically oh, this is how i think about it yes there is a nation behind there is a nation behind the atomic bomb but there is basically at the end of the line there are two guys with two keys that control the launching and the end of a war and see that... i don't believe that i don't believe that it's only two guys i believe okay, that it's three it's guys it's four guys but it's a guy with a fucking computer that can hack okay <laughs> i mean you have to be so fucking sick to do that look the the world is not short of sick people <laughs> the world is not short of sick people but Coming back to the coming back to the Amish uh, Amish example you just gave, I want I want to I want to I want to just say this comment and see what your perspective is upon uh, from it. You said that Amish people are not tempted um, to use modern technology. 
Um, I don't think so. I think they're brainwashed into not using modern technology because that's a good point. Because you have an Amish. If if you are an Amish person, um, then you were born into an Amish family, and it's the lifestyle that you learned from your parents, from your community, from this that, and. In order for you to choose to live with technology, you have to choose to abandon your family. And I think it's the fear of being alone that makes them accepting of the shortcomings of a life without technology because they just want to live with the people that they grew up with, uh, communicate with them, and be part of a tribe. Uh, But if there was a community outside of an Amish community that that lived with technology and they chose i don't know how it's going to happen though because a lot of people are going to to gravitate to technology but uh if they chose to not let technology kind of dominate them that would be an optimal situation but have you ever seen a community like that i don't yeah i i hear you um and you said something very important that they brainwash you to to be okay with the fact that you're not using technology and you're away from people and whatnot um but there's this article that i think i sent you a couple weeks ago and it talks about this amish lady or girl back in the day uh who breaks away from the community and the reason why she breaks away is because you know she has her thoughts and you know ideologies about how the world is and what she wants to do and what she's getting and why not why why and the reason why she left is she thought that there's so many things out there that she's, uh, it was going to be beneficial for her. So that's why she eventually decided to leave. Uh, but the brain st- the brainwashing part, it is true to a certain extent. But this article talked about, I just pulled it out right now just to check a few things. They have a lot of rituals, which I was surprised about. Apparently, after a cer- certain age, still when you're a teen, they let you leave the community for however long you want to just to experience the outside world. So socialize with people, use any other devices that you want, do whatever the fuck you want, basically, for, I don't know. Uh, wait, let me find... Uh, let me find the, the term. It was... Oh, it's called Ramspringa, I think. Ramspringa is... Ramspringa or Ramspringa? Ramspringa, Ramspringa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember so, it from uh, a movie called Eurotrip. But yeah, okay, so go I ahead. Guess Eurotrip maybe or they're... Trip, whatever. I guess maybe they're they're brainwashed to a certain extent, uh, but even if they're not brainwashed, listen. If you if you're born into a community that does specific things, you leech on those specific things, and you you basically your understanding would be all right. This is life. I have to be farming. I have to be going to school in a specific way. Uh, this is what's going to happen if let's say a particular event happens or whatnot. So you're ba- you're basically introduced to a community teaching you something without even them trying because that's that's just how you're going to be doing stuff and just just as we were talking about this yesterday which is some kind of it's it's, uh, somehow related to what we're talking about we were talking about decorating christmas trees yesterday and uh you know my wife and my brother-in-law were saying like we want it to be you know colorful and the ornaments should be of different colors because that's how they they've seen it happen, you know, in their lives when they're growing up. Yeah, yeah. And the way yeah. the way that we've seen it, I've seen it happen. Uh, and we were talking about, you know, the differences that we see things. Uh, we we used to have like three types of ornaments, and 
those three types of ornaments were multiplied on that tree. So we didn't have, you know, a lot of colors and, and whatnot. We just had three different types. And uh, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of similar to what I'm saying here with the with the Amish people. So they're born into seeing specific kinds of things. Whether you like it or not, the majority of the people born in those communities are going to get hooked and are going to get leashed to those kinds of things. And there's only going to be a handful of people being curious enough. Of, oh shit, we can go out. There's coffee shops out there. Hey, did you know about the did you know about the movie theater? Did you hear about the movie theater? Uh, where there's a big screen, we can go there and we can watch it. Uh, we can watch it. They're gonna you be asking the those big questions. screen. What the? Oh fuck? my god! There's a big screen. We can watch it. Uh, loud noises. What? They're gonna be asking those questions. People are going to be asking those questions. But there's not gonna be a lot of people asking those questions. Uh, yeah, some of them. Some of them. Definitely. I mean, you you can t you can one in a million has to ask that question. One in a thousand has to ask that question. But uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you think about it, it, it just took one guy, one guy's ability to convince a couple of people to make the Amish community. Uh, <laughs> that guy probably. Did you know that they were German? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew that they had German ancestry because it, it, it was like the, the the Amish roots came from Germany because I think the first people who were Amish in in the United States were from Germany. Okay, and they immigrated and they they. They brought that ideology with them that they wanted to live in the past, even though they're in the they're they're advancing in the future. They they say they want to live in the past, but they spend like twenty thousand dollars on a fucking horse carriage or something. I don't fucking understand that. When when you can buy a fucking modern Porsche, you go how you go ahead and buy a fucking well, horse that's their Porsche you. basically. That horse carriage oh, is their Porsche. Come on, it's <laughs> it's it's shit. You have to clean up after it. You have to clean up the shit. You have to feed it. It's just uh, whatever. Um, yeah, it just took one guy's ability to convince other people to come. Let's try to live this lifestyle. He probably had a lot of women that he had, probably had a lot of uh, charisma, and he convinced a lot of people. And it just, it just advanced from there. Um, the Rumspringa is, I think, it's a very, very smart move because they're like, yeah, we're letting our teenagers go and experiment, but like. Okay, okay. But Did your, you know but your family is is in in that community like you're 14, you're 13 years old. At the end of the day, if you have a good if you have a good familiar connection, you're going to be like, "Yeah, I want to go see my mom. I want to go see my dad." That's the thing. I was going to say something very crucial and very important. I didn't know this, and I was reading about Ramspringa and I was like, "Holy shit, nobody's going back to the Amish community after they go to Ramspringa." Mm -hmm. And statistically, apparently most of the people who go out and have their Ramspringa they come back. Yeah. You know, even if it's like after a couple of years, a few years, they come back. They want to be in that community again uh, for whatever reason. Dude, have a, have good, having a good connection with family and just feeling like you belong somewhere. That's something that you cannot buy with money or for some people, if you don't, if you, if you're afraid of being alone, that's something you cannot buy with money because I mean, there's security there. There's uh, yeah. There's there's family there. There's uh, there there are people that you can turn to if you're in a crisis. Um, that's that was basically the story of um, who was that guy in the biblical in the biblical stories who was 80, 80 years old and still living with his in his father's tent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like that? Oh my God! No, that's that's not good. 
well, well, he was he was living uh, in, in the biblical in the biblical uh, stories. There was a guy that uh, wait a minute, living with his father, eighty wait, year 80 old, and his father it, it was just, still alive. Eighty year old man, Bible. Uh, yeah, I think I can get the guy. What does the Bible say about eighty years old? No oldest people in the Bible. Uh, yeah, so basically he was he was living with his he was living with his father until like really really old age, and God was mad mad with him, so he told him to lay to leave his father and go find a new adventure. It's basically the call for adventure. So he took his wife. He and the first thing that they encountered was a famine, and then a war, and then I guess uh, yeah, a lot of hardships. But basically, that's that's what they want to keep they want to keep uh, the security of being with your family which is very 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 attractive to teenagers because you can't tell a teenager that okay you're 14 year old go fucking start paying taxes no no no. wait let me put it some other way which i was which i was about to bring it up and you um you took the topic this biblical person who who i think is a uh the the explanation that you gave me it's a good explanation. It's basically the finding that if you live in, from my perspective, if you live within the family values, you don't see what's happening outside. You're not influenced. So if you don't see the war, you're not influenced by the war. If you don't see the, uh, you know, the uh, whatever you see that's bad, uh, you're not influenced by it. But just to come back to the Amish community, um, I think Amish people in general, when they're born and they grow up, e- even if they have some weird rituals that they do, which I've read about as well. Uh, I can't think about them off the top of my head right now. I'll, I'll bring the example of one of them uh, very shortly. So they, they, I think they have more uh, engagement and they're tied more to their family values than other people who are outside the Am- Amish community. I don't want to call them normal people because Amish people are normal people as well, I've, uh, I assume. So people who are in the Amish community, I think have stronger family values because they're spending more time with their families. And they're doing more family-related activities, uh, but people outside the Amish community, they're they're going out to parties and they're going out with friends and they're seeing you know things on social social media. A fourteen-year-old kid today has access to a lot of shit on on their phone than any other person uh, than any other fourteen-year-old like ten or twenty years ago. So that's good and bad at the same time. I mean, just think about it this way. It's a very simple example. When was it the first time that you enco- you encountered and learned about porn? Oh, it has to be really young. It has to be in my school days. Uh, maybe. What I'm trying to say is ninth maybe, grade, eighth grade, something like that. Well, you're 15 maybe, years old, right? Maybe maybe a bit a bit young a bit younger, but yeah, maybe around that age. Yeah. Okay, a curious nine year old or a ten year old might yeah. hear that word and search for it on their phone. Oh. If they have a yeah. phone. Which is very likely that they do have a phone. So, you know, the power of the internet is also the devil at the same time. Could be the devil. And then you've got, you know, those things like porn or criminal things that they search for because they're curious about it. I mean, a a child is curious, right? They're searching for things. Oh, let's see what this is. Let's check out what that is. And they learn about about a lot of things and they might get influenced by those things. And you never know how that's... Okay. No, you you never know how that's going to end up being right so um so i guess the answer is to not buy phones for people who are under the ages of maybe 
Okay, so the thing can is, you do that. Can you can you can you look into your child's? Yes, he, he, he's just just hear me out, okay? okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you the argument, and then I'm gonna give you the opposite argument, and let's see which one survives. One thing is that yes, your kid is gonna is it's not gonna be homeschooled. It's gonna go to school with other people. So other people are definitely gonna have phones when they're in the third or fourth grade. That's that's go. that's one hundred percent true, but. And your kid is going to feel like an outcast if you don't buy a phone to him. But on the other hand, on the other hand, if you can teach your kid in some way to appreciate, like, oh, to appreciate finding information from books and all that until a specific age, and after that, you buy them a phone so they understand what they should look for, or well, at least, at least comprehend an idea and not be and n- not drown in the tsunami of fucking internet that you can that you can be consumed by uh maybe on the long run that's better uh maybe maybe it is maybe it is i mean different different people use different approaches (laughs) so i thought i saw a tiktok i think um and there were these parents uh filming their kid on his ipad apparently he had porn on and they heard it from the other room and they came <laughs> rushing they came rushing the guy and they were like, what were you watching on the ipad and the little kid was like nothing he was like nine years old or like eight years old okay uh, uh and he was like nothing and whatnot and, and the parents were trying to you know correct the guy and tell him like you, know, you shouldn't be doing those stuff because those are bad things and whatnot and <laughs> they're losing a grip on on bringing up children because you're you're giving them a tool that they can do a lot with and you're expecting to control them on not to do a lot especially with the curiosity of children i mean uh, they're at that age where they're the they're, they're the most curious and you know you can't i don't think you can control it i personally think you can't control it i mean once you get into that wormhole you're done for your kid saw this other friend that he has in school that has a phone just as you said okay like, mom why, why the hell does kyle has a phone why don't i have a phone because Clyde's moms and mom and dad are fucking dumbasses. If, well, you can't say yeah. that too. I mean, fuck I mean, yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that. You should some teach parents your take kids away a lot of stuff. Some parents take away the phones. So some parents, which I think it's a, it's a good approach. You are not fully uh, buy them an old phone. Buy them one of those uh, Nokia phones that makes that has text messages and phone calls. If it's so Mom, fucking important, what the fuck is this? I want an iPhone. They're gonna, they're, they're, they yeah, shut the fuck up. This is what you're getting. Listen, your 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 kid doesn't make money. It doesn't pay taxes. You make money. You make the decisions. It's that fucking well, simple. This yeah, is going to be I it. We we can't we can't. You're not gonna know anything. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Here's the thing. You're comparing your child's intellectual ability to your ability. How about you give him the benefit of doubt? Be go like, okay, sell me the idea of you having a phone, and if I'm convinced, and if you convince me and make a good proper case and all that, let's consider it. But but from from today. Sit down and write your argument and make it fucking bulletproof because you have to win that argument, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I get what you're saying. Listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna know, uh, and you're not gonna you know get an entire feel of it up until you actually have kids in the future and you're you're put in front of that situation. 
I get that. I, I still don't know one hundred percent how I'll deal with it. It's it's just so it's it's tough. I mean, at some point we're gonna have to deal with it. Hopefully, if we have kids. And do you want to have kids? Honestly, I can't answer you that right now, man. Maybe in the future. I'll consider it maybe in the future. You consider it, man. I'll consider consider having... Look, I definitely... I definitely definitely would like to have children. I just... uh, I don't know. Maybe... maybe, uh, Should I? I don't know. I don't know. Or or would I? You're still debating it, yeah. Yeah, well, but in the future, everything is uh, everything yeah. is for the future. That's that we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But grandpa, they they, they like... definitely they grandpa. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, <laughs> they definitely have a very very good. Um, they definitely have the most amazing value in your life. I guess maybe in the future. Like that's what people say. That is because it's you know it's part of your flesh and um it's everything Part of your flesh that that's an armenian sentence it's it can it be translated into english part of your flesh well there yeah it is biologically right part they're of your, your blood but no that sentence is it is it an english sentence because in armenian i don't think they, so yeah you just but how do you say it in armenian i have never heard it in armenian holy shit Marminese, Arminese. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do, they do say that. They do say that. My yeah. flesh and blood. But yeah, they, in English they say my flesh and blood. But like, I, I think this is the first time I'm hearing somebody in in English say they're my flesh. <laughs> yeah, well, technically they are. So you have all your attention directed towards them, and they're basically the most important thing in your life after you have them, or unless if you're a shitty person and you <laughs> just leave. I've, I've I've seen that happen. Holy shit! I've Imagine heard about that. I've heard about that happen multiple times. But uh, it's just... if it, at, at that at that's at that case, I think what you're what you're cooking is just a fucking disaster. <laughs> uh, because if you don't, if you if you if you have children just for the sake of having children, it's it's really gonna be fucking bad for you and your children at the and and. And it the is. community that you surround your children near and when they grow up, when you have to take care of them and whatnot. I don't know. It's just a big fucking story. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's a big It's thing. just too much. It's just too much. And right now, I don't think uh, we want to we wanna talk and deal with that, uh, deal about that. So, no. Tell no. me, tell me, what are you up to? Let's, let's, let's try to figure out what everybody's up to. Well, uh, it's a good Saturday today uh basically it's it's kind of the relaxed day um i get up uh, i I'm, i tend to enjoy my time reading articles and just uh watching stuff that i watching a couple of videos that i saved out throughout throughout the week um a bit of reading a bit of writing and suddenly saturday is ended it's a good relaxing day that's good <sighs> oh my god what? Is just starting. I have some. Oh, yours house. is just starting. What do you have planned for today? I just have some housework that I have to do, and I do okay. have some work actually today. I think it's gonna be, you know, kind of a mellow day. I'm mainly gonna be in front of the computer, okay. having a lot of coffee and doing a lot of shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna take out the dogs for a walk? Uh, I think I will at some point. I have to cut the grass. That's that's the that's the big deal of the day. 
but do you yeah. have do you have one of those machines that you walk behind or you sit on and you drive? No, we have we have the big one. We have the big one that we drive on. It's oh, so fucking holy cool. fucking shit! Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. You like doing that? It's fun. It's fun. I mean, there's there's bits and pieces of it that's not that's not the the easiest, but I mean, it's more or less fun. But yeah, I just got a mellow Saturday coming up. Um, that's pretty much it. I want to start, you know, working on 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 this as well and just publishing everything. So, just to wrap up, guys, uh, we're we're really just two people just chatting and talking, just shooting not much, shit. just doing just doing random shit, man. Just talking yeah, about random we, shit. We, we love we found, it. We we found out that we like it a couple of yeah a long time ago, and yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, we basically love it. So... talk about random shit all fucking day. You know, I think I think if we were giving the chance, I think you and I could be a professional hanging out agents. Like if jobs weren't out there, if you were not, if you didn't need to make money, I think I think we would have been amazing at just just talking the shit like twenty four fucking seven. But let's do it. Let's start to <laughs> you know. Be invent that occupation let's do it what like uh do a challenge for like a saturday or sunday where we just sit down and literally do nothing but shoot the shit for 24 hours on twitch oh my god jesus that'd be insane right it'll be insane <laughs> so we're gonna start it, publishing guys most definitely yeah. we're gonna start you know putting this out there we don't really care about this being you know a full-time thing we just do this on a saturday just because we love it just because we want to catch up on everything and just because we 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 want to talk to each other um so yeah. we'll, we'll wrap up this week's show i think yeah 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 and um it has been a fucking good talk yes I enjoyed we, we have been trying this we have been trying to do this and the guy's name no... is abram by the way okay i searched that his name was abram it's, Who's it's abram? the, the 80 year old the... guy it's the Genesis twelve twenty two. It's uh, yeah. and the Lord had had said to Abram, "Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you." Hallelujah. Genesis twelve twenty two. Everybody, read that let's motherfucker. End. And let's end it on that note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless me, yalla. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. All right, buddy. Bye bye. See ya. See you as well.